Welcome back to the second episode of Zenith Podcast with our host, Cesar Davila, and our guest, Rodrigo Navarro, where we explore culture, relationships, nature, art, consciousness, and the appreciation of life. As I said previous episode, if you haven't, I'd recommend checking that out before this one. Rodrigo Navarro, he's a personal slash fitness trainer as well as a vegan athlete. So welcome back to the podcast, Rodrigo. Thanks for having me, man. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me. So um, I guess let's, let's get let's dive in straight to the, the whole fitness aspect of this. So when I first met you, you were not buff you were not fit no offense. <laughs> obviously no offense uh, no like, offense what? but like not just on how much you've grown pretty much you know mm-hmm. um how do you think fitness has affected you and changed you throughout the years yeah man that's that's a good question because i i like to say i've always been an athlete because that's different right being in a sport i was doing soccer most of my life like i mentioned earlier and being in soccer and in in everything it was it was fun but I didn't feel like I was challenging myself enough because it's a team. That's a team sport. I wanted to be more individual. I wanted to focus just directly to myself. And I believe that before going into fitness, before working out, I enjoyed my life. But man, I was so, I had, my self-esteem was very low. I didn't think too highly of myself. I felt like I was maybe not big enough, not good enough, too skinny. I felt like, you know, I didn't have that confidence that I have today. And that was, I think, the main thing that changed for me, giving myself the confidence to build a better life for myself and share it with other people. So when it comes to building confidence, I feel like that could be like a really slippery slope to developing ego. I think also that plays an even more dangerous aspect when it comes to fitness, since Mm -hmm. um, as our previous episode, you talk about there's a lot of alpha males in the the industry in, in where you are. Absolutely. So like. How did how are you able to differentiate and kind of like become aware of the ego versus mm-hmm. the confidence? Yeah, good question, man. I I think ego, like I said, is very common in this industry because everybody looks great. All the guys look great. Everybody, everybody's fit, right? So it's like, well, when you have too many good-looking people, I think that people are like, well, I look better than this guy. Now I look better than that guy too. So I feel like people lost the idea of fitness. They got too into themselves. They forgot why they even started. And I feel like I constantly had to remind myself because as I kept feeling better, looking bigger and, you know, being leaner and just getting stronger, like I had to always remind myself, like, why did I even start this? And it was because I wanted to feel confident, not because I wanted to feel egotistical. And that was what I think changed for me, like seeing all of these people feel like alpha males. And I'm like, we're not even on the same spectrum, man. Like we're, we're, you're focusing just on you and I'm focusing on how to better the world. So we're, you know, we can't compare ourselves. And you think that has to do with your mentality of how you see yourself as an athlete rather than like as, as someone who works out? Yeah, I think, you know, as an athlete, you have to try to perform better for yourself every day. And working out, it's just working out, right? Working out's to like feel better, right? But people get lost in the idea that you have to look the best and better than everybody else. I think you should just look your personal best. You know, don't compare yourself to anybody else's journey because everybody's journey is different. It's always going to be unique to everybody. Yeah, I mean, that's, I feel like that's such a, 
hard it's it's easy to say hard to do especially mm-hmm. when it comes to something that has to do a lot with how you look physically and the results are shown physically rather than mentally right but um as you mentioned in our previous podcast you feel it's more mental than physical absolutely yeah and when when it comes to that like can you elaborate yeah yeah so when you go into the gym there's been i feel like a lot of people go through this where they're like all right well i'm gonna go do this workout i'm gonna go do this and it's like oh man thinking about that it's a lot when there's like a lot of people right like it's like you don't get too into the idea of like well i'm excited to work out i think it should just be a an exciting thing to do right so when you want to go into it thinking like okay like this is a chore it's not really going to be enjoyable i think people should be able to enjoy it but also be able to challenge themselves it shouldn't be somewhere where like you are just dreading to get to there i think this is like the highlight if anything for me it's the highlight of the day highlight where i just i do what i love and i come out feeling better so i think that really is something that people need to remind themselves every day when they go into the gym so that they can continue to go and not feel like it's like you have to yeah and like if i'm being honest with you so when i was in high school i I joined football Mm -hmm. and when i joined football i did a lot of working out and i honestly loved it at the moment but then once i left high school once uh, my freshman year in college i kept going i kept working out because i had a gym at the college i went to but then once i was i once i left that college i was no longer uh, given that easy access to the gym which led me to no longer work out and it's something that I genuinely miss, but I find it so hard mentally to get myself back on that mentality of like, like of making it like everyday thing rather than like dreading it. Mm-hmm. What like, what, like is is there anything you could tell me or like you know like even like like a harsh reality or like some advice you could give people like me or like just like me in general? Yeah, dude, absolutely. So I think excuse me, when people go into the gym and it it could be such an intimidating place, right? When there's, again, a lot of alpha males wanting to look the best. It's just like, man, like that's not really inviting, right? The energy. So I think, for example, for you saying like sometimes it's kind of hard to get in it, find your energy, find where you find your happy place, where you find your therapy hour, whether it's maybe going outside and riding a bike first, you know, you don't have to uh, solely confine yourself to the gym only i think fitness is a broad spectrum of things where it's not just lifting weights it could be going out for a hike it could be uh swimming it could be you know it could be archery it could be anything you want it to be that's the that's i think the beauty of fitness right that's that i appreciate that That, that's Mm -hmm. actually a really good way of thinking about it and that reminds me of like so after i stopped going to the gym something that i got really into it was hiking yeah and i love and i love going hiking and it was actually like you said it became my therapy because it's something that i felt was uh super rewarding because you were going somewhere yes you know and one of my favorite hiking spots in hacienda was the orange Grove trails that one was cool especially when there's like no fog and a clear day once you reach to the top of the water tower you could see the mountains you could see the city of la and with no fog you could see the ocean yeah it's pretty amazing it's an amazing view for something that's like in the middle of the city absolutely you know but um due to my recent diagnosis with uh with what i have which is lupus i stopped going hiking because i just my body just i can't i couldn't be in the sun um my body was really delicate it still Mm -hmm. was very delicate and i haven't gone hiking in a year now gotcha and it has affected me mentally yeah because 
That was your therapy, right? That was. That was your spot. That was your safety spot. That was where you felt like you got to your destination when you were done, right? You accomplished something. And I think if you can find that, whether it's again in hiking, if you're able to, if you're, you know, okay to do it, go for it. If not, try to find something that really can almost bring you that same satisfaction of accomplishing such a beautiful view, right? Maybe it could be biking, you know, instead of hiking. I don't know, you know, just an example, as an example. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's where people can start because it doesn't, again, have to be in the gym. You can start small and then work your way up because nobody, and I say this again, nobody started off looking how they look now. Yeah. You remember me, bro. <laughs> you remember me in the soccer days. Like I, I don't, I still carry the, I think the same energy. I would at least hope so, but I am not the same person. I just had to work my way up and find my, my craft. So I think if, if you can find that again within yourself and anybody else listening to this, then I think that you're already winning because you're just the hardest part is starting. And I think when you do start, it's, it's like something where it's like, that's the first initial step. And that's, that's really where you set the pace for yourself. So once you get started, the ball just keeps rolling as long as you don't stop. Yeah. And for me, one thing I that like made it so hard for me to go back to the gym was that when I first started going to the gym, it was in football. Mm-hmm. It was I was put in a group where people with my same with my same weight who was able to like use this, like pick up like um, exercise with the same weight. It made it so it was like I saw like a socializing as well as therapy. Mm-hmm. you know and as i got older obviously we're adults now everybody has their own lives that that aspect is what makes it harder for me personally to go back to the gym because i'm i mean like i said i'm so extroverted i it's so it will be so hard for me to just go in by myself you know and maybe not talk to anybody yeah right exactly like how's the social aspect when it comes to the gym like like what are some things that uh you notice i guess when it comes to the people who go yeah, so I'll answer this specifically to like my gym where I work at right now because I think every gym is different, right? Everybody oh, yeah, brings totally. different energy. But specifically my gym, I like it a lot because the other trainers that you know the owner picked out have just been really easy to mesh with each other. So nobody is disrespectful to anybody else. If anything, everybody's just overly respectful. And I like that because I don't get in anybody else's way. They don't get in my way. And, you know, we're all here to encourage each other. So I, I like that because I've had nothing but that since I started at that location. Even trainers that um, I didn't think would support me when I went through the app and I launched it, man, they reposted me and they just said, hey, check out my buddy's app. And that was so eye-opening because, again, like I told you in this industry, everybody wants to be the best. So yeah, it's like... And like, the, like- it's so crazy because it's kind of competitive, but they are helping you even though like yeah. clients are like scarce, you know. Exactly, man, and and it goes a long way leading back to personality. I I I like I don't say that I talk to everybody all the time. Like it is social, right? We talk to everybody. It's a small gym, so that's kind of how we all interact. But I stay in my lane. I do my thing, and I think people understand that I'm not I'm not here to like waste time. I'm here to I'm here for work, but I'm also here to have you know a good time. So that was just like such an eye-opener for me that just the type of people that are around me are really encouraging and supportive so i do the same for other trainers that go for their show or trying to bring on new clients i'm just like hey you know keep working like i'm I'm proud of you or when i see them booked i'm like hey that's cool like you know you're working on yourself so that all really just brings a bigger 
and more successful career, I think, surrounding yourself, right? Like with the right people. Yeah. And I guess when it comes to like the people that you surround yourself with and the aspect of mental health, you know, um, like you said uh, previously in a previous episode, how sometimes you have off days and I feel some people probably have more than others. Also, depending on where their state of mind is, you know, when it comes to yeah. like depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. um, like with, with anxiety, like you kind of mentioned how you like have a form of that. Definitely. How does that play a part when it comes to you working out and fitness? Yeah, man, this is this is really cool to talk about because like I mentioned, I've always had a low self-esteem growing up and I started to realize like I, I can't say I have social anxiety because I can't diagnose myself, <laughs> but I would like to say that I had it because I always felt nervous and uncomfortable and like something bad was going to happen when I'm just talking to people. And that changed for me when I started to work out because I started to not care about what people thought about me because I felt like, well, this is my journey. This is me working out. Like my journey is going to be different than the person next to me at the gym and whoever's looking at me. I kind of felt like, well, let me just give them a show if they really want to look, if they're really like observing what I'm doing and not in a bad way, but I'm just like trying to bring like, well, people are going to look, people are going to judge no matter what. And it showed me that, you know, to embrace kind of like that anxiety and just kind of like soak it in and then just realize what situation I'm in is just temporary and everything's going to be okay. And with so like you you have about eight years of experience when it comes to fitness and training yes uh i'm pretty sure within those eight years you've probably gone through ups and downs of yourself mentally you know oh a lot and when it comes to depression how have you know like like how like how do you see yourself um when it comes to like i guess when you start during when you're in the middle of depression and how does working out play a part into that it definitely changed everything for me, bro, because um, in the last episode, I remember talking about taking a break from like training because I oh, had a year and a half, right? Yeah, well, a year and a half service, because yeah. I was in a, a office customer service job that I hated eight to five. I was the only person that was in my 20s in there. Everybody else was in their 40s. Wow. So that just kind of showed me like, well, what am I doing here? Like I went to school, I got educated. I was supposed to be somewhere where I wanted, I'm happy and I wasn't. So in the midst of that year and a half, I I can tell you, bro, honestly, I felt depressed. I, I can't, again, diagnose myself, but I felt like I was going through depression. I don't know exactly what, I can't describe it, but I had it because I didn't want to be around anybody. I wanted to like distance myself even more because I didn't feel like I was happy where I was. I wasn't proud of where I was at the moment. So the only avenue that I had, bro, is you can take a guess. Working out. Yeah. That was what kept me going. And I just, I kept working out and I kept working out, kept trying to feel better until one day I just couldn't take my job anymore. Every day I would get hammered down in a meeting with my boss, just drilling me, Rodrigo, you got to make more sales. Rodrigo, you got to do this. Rodrigo, you got to do this. And just, even though it's just through emails and like phone calls and stuff, I was so stressed, bro, because I felt like, well, if I don't do it here, like this job is paying me pretty decently. What am I going to do? And I just, that was kind of what flipped the switch for me. And just, I was like, you know what? Like, you know, forget this, man. I, I gotta, I gotta find my avenue. And thankfully I did. So do you feel that like, so once you got into your avenue of which is physical training and fitness, you haven't really noticed yourself like fall into like those patterns of depression. Cause I feel like that's how you can kind of self-diagnose, mm-hmm. but also that takes a lot of self-awareness. 
you know yeah. but it's it's the patterns of what you do every day that if you become aware of that because that's how i noticed i was depressed last year because mm-hmm. of that i i was off i was off work in disability for five months due to my diagnosis mm-hmm. and i realized by the fifth fourth month i was miserable i was a miserable person i was cranky and like i think also part of that was like not going not not exercising not going hiking you know because yeah. like that played a big part you know absolutely so um like after your after your return mm-hmm. have you noticed like any significant dips when it comes to like depression or mental health or is it just like it's like like random waves it, it's now i don't think i can say it's depression it's more like um how, what's the word i'm looking for uh hardships it would just be more difficulties more challenges got it things that can definitely kind of knock me off a little bit from like my my drive right yeah they kind of bump me a little bit and now i have such a stronger mentality to hold on to what i'm doing because i'm actually happy what i'm doing instead before i was not happy at all i was getting paid decently again but i hated those nine hours every day five days a week and it just now it's I'm able to not, I wouldn't even say mask. Now I'm able to take in what some hardships is going on in my life and use that as continuous drive that we're talking about stepping on that pedal. Right. So I can't say that I fallen back into any depression. It's just a different type of challenges and it, the challenges now are more bearable than they were a year, like maybe two years ago. No, two and a half years now. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a really good way to look at it. You know, the challenges and harshness, because I feel like, I mean, every life is not perfect. Everyone goes through challenges. Everyone goes through hardships, but that doesn't necessarily have to lead you down the road to where you become depressed, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's really, I'm really happy for you that you found this way of doing something you love and also like making a living off of it, you know? And that's a goal where you're like, you're like, you're, you're literally gonna make. You're literally starting to make a living on this, and this is something that you wake up and you do, mm-hmm. and you go to sleep knowing that you did it. Yeah, man, it's it's like in the the same world for you. You know, you get this pot. You got this podcast going. You definitely knew that you had a gift, and you you want to do something with it, right? Yeah. And you want to talk to the world, and this is you starting it now. So you know, congratulations to you, man, on like going from when you said you were not working and feeling depressed and just like what what am I doing, and now it's like. You know what you're doing, you know. Congratulations to you, man. Thank you, man. And I mean, to be honest, uh, this podcast helped me through my five months of being off work because I wasn't working, so that left me a lot of free time. And um, I worked. I was really, um, I was really cautious with like with COVID and stuff, but right. I was still able to record episodes, and those episodes are what kind of kept me going. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, like, you know, like that, like it, uh, like you said, you know, it definitely, um, it plays, it played a big part because I felt like I would have been even more miserable if I didn't have this podcast. Yeah. And you, you could have easily, like you were talking about, I think it was either in the other episode or this one where you could have just dwelled on the, the depression and feeling like sad and you could have just been kind of down and like, well, my life sucks. It's tough. Why me? Right. But instead, I feel like you said, what is this teaching me? Dude, 100%. I think the the ability to change your life situation perspective from why me to what can I do about this is it makes the biggest difference with how you engage in your life, you know, because yeah. um, one of the biggest things I learned last year was to understand that I can't control everything in life. But one of the things 
that we as people can control for the most part is how we respond and how we react. Absolutely. You know, and that definitely is a big part when it comes to growing and maturing because the older you get, the goal is to grow, you know, and mature. And I think that's a really mature mentality of instead of asking why me, understand Mm -hmm. how can I learn from this? Yeah. And I think that as we get older, you're right. Like we initially are always asking, well, why me? This life sucks. And like, I I just get the shitty end of the stick, right? But no, everything can be a learning lesson. And we're always going to have problems in life, everybody, always. And I think that people view problems as a negative thing. But instead, like you said, if you can switch your perspective and how you engage yourself in your life into problems actually being a good thing, then that's going to change everything because people are people us we want to be problem solvers that's how we become happy when you solve a problem right yeah someone is overweight you solved it by losing weight by feeling better right that brings happiness so i think if people just take on the problem instead of avoiding it that's going to just reduce a lot more problems that are going to keep happening in our life dude i feel that so much like because uh what happened to me last year was i was diagnosed with lupus I literally almost died. I got a blood clot in my lungs in March and wow. I was hospitalized for a week. Um, after that, I was off work for five months and uh, I could have easily dwelled on like, why why me? Why am I diagnosed with this? Why am I going through this? Mm-hmm. But um, I looked at like, what are some good things for, to come out of this? And w- there's a few good things that came out from this, you know? Um, one of the things that it got me closer to my family, to wow. my parents, to my sisters, to my aunts, to my uncles. It really showed me how much they love me. And that's something that like this, it it would not have been expressed as clearly mm-hmm. if it wasn't for their direct support with me, with my, with my illness. Wow. Yeah. It's, it was really powerful. Another thing is that it made me begin my journey to understand the importance of physical health, you know, of diet, of just the strength of my body and how I can help my body fight this. Yeah. Dude, and I think that you took this on the best possible way that you can because, again, I, I know people that are diagnosed with certain things and they just kick themselves down about it. But really, what does that do for them? It just brings them even further down. But instead, you found the good things in it and you realize that your family is like number one, right? Because I'm I'm very close to my family. So, like, I, I, I believe that in a Hispanic culture, we... We just, we, we got to realize we have each other, right? We got each other's back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that goes for any culture, but I think, you know, I'm Hispanic and I know you're Hispanic as well. So in our, in our household, it's, it's very important to, to know who's really there for you. And family, I think has always been a big thing for me. That's, yeah. that's like from the start, from my mom putting me in sports and supporting me and just telling me that I can do whatever I want with yeah. my life. Yeah, man. I agree with you. Um, being Hispanic, I think that, um, the the value and the importance of connection is a strength to us you know and with that being said like is there any other is, like do you think your your background and your culture played a part with your fitness and like your your like your identity as a, as like a trainer and as an athlete everything it it literally is the core and everything of why I do what I do because um, in the other episode I talked about my family not really uh, being able to bring a lot I would say to the table and like you know we've we've never been I would say wealthy even comfortable I feel like if anything we've been uncomfortable 
financially. And, you know, that's just me being vulnerable with everybody on here. I don't mind because maybe there's other people out there like me. And realizing that nothing in my life has ever been actually given to me. And I'm talking about everything. Like everything that I have today is because I work for it. And my parents providing me every single thing that they can was more than enough for me to realize like I got to do something and I want to take care of them one day. So I have to work my ass off and realize that what what is this teaching me? Not why me, right? What is this teaching me? It's teaching me that if you really want to get something, you really have to go in there and just put your full force and energy because otherwise then you're just going to kick yourself down, right? And realize why we're doing it. I agree with you, man. And I think your life and the journey that you're going through right now, the metaphor, it's 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 such a visual metaphor because you're talking about how much you work hard for it, you know, and physically it's showing, you know, not just mentally. And that's something that's very beautiful with the way your life is going, you know, and how the metaphor is visual as well as mental. Yeah, thank you, man. It's it's definitely beautiful to to utilize everything that I've gone through in my life and bring it to something better into this world. And I, I feel like you're doing the same in your own world, right? Everything that you feel like you've gone through as well has shaped you into the person that you are today to bring me onto this podcast, to be able to share these messages with everybody. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's important to share because something I feel that uh, ego is really that that does the opposite is that you know everybody like you're not the main character you know like <laughs> right, even yeah. though a lot of times you may feel that way you're not everybody's going through something and mm-hmm. being able to share these experiences someone out there could resonate and could connect to them and could yeah. show them hey like rodrigo he didn't have it and now look at now look at what he's doing you know yeah man and i don't i don't ever want to feel make anybody else feel like i'm any different than anybody listening to this right now no different. Like I, I didn't really have any advantages. I just had the mentality. I had the hard work. I had the right people around me. I would say that that's something that I did have that was very special and, and great. I had the right people around me, the right friends to keep me in the right direction. That's why I don't really have a, a big circle, man. I feel like a lot of successful people do have a small circle, but the ones that are within that circle are so powerful. I'd rather have a tight circle that support me 100% than have a bigger circle that is like half-assing supporting me. I I totally understand and I agree with you and the important like the power of just like individuals, you know, because a small circle, like you said, especially when it comes to the order you get, friendships should be a reflection of who you are and who you want to be, you mm-hmm. know? So obviously yeah. the more powerful you have people around you, the more powerful, the more power, the more power it's going to give you. Yes, absolutely. And um, I don't forgot exactly where I heard this, but I do remember saying like, show me who your friends are and that's who you are. Yeah. So that, you know, whoever you surround yourself with is really like a, a image of yourself. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that idea of like outgrowing, Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's extremely natural in life you know and yeah. like being able to like not just outgrow other people but also outgrow yourself and like yeah. figuring out what you want to do and what you want to be yeah absolutely you know because everybody i think goes through phases right because yeah at some point you could um identify yourself with either a certain group or a certain image but that doesn't mean that that has to be you for the rest of your life we can be a different phase where you like you said you outgrow yeah yourself. like an evolution you know? yeah absolutely yeah and um i guess when when it comes to what people see as phases something that 
I noticed that you entered, which doesn't even have to be a phase because it's a lifestyle for you. I see is veganism, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. When did you start this, this journey? So this journey started for me November 2019. Okay. And, um, you know, it's it's something that I didn't expect. I'm not going to lie. It, it didn't just kind of like, I, I didn't plan this out. I didn't just like say, well, one day I'm not going to eat my carne asada. <laughs> you know, like it, it just, one day I came across this page and I saw like a lot of information about plant-based diet, which I had heard about before, right? But this page just kind of showed me like all the benefits, which now it tied into something that I like, bodybuilding, right? It told me that it would um, it would actually open up your blood uh, vessels so that you allow more blood flow. So pretty much blood, more blood flow to your muscles, more muscles, more muscle growth, right? Yeah. So that was kind of like intriguing to me. And then next thing I know, I'm watching uh, a documentary called Game Changers, which is uh, ties into a lot of vegan athletes and pretty much like it's pretty fascinating of what a lot of people have accomplished in that documentary. So me being a nerd and going to school, I did my own research too, because I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that this is legit information and I can really try this before I do it. Yeah. And once I really just kind of learned and adapted to like what the lifestyle could be like from there, it just overnight, bro, I'm not going to lie. I just said, okay, that's it. Really? I, I dropped all the the chicken, the, the, the milk, the egg everything man like i said i'm hispanic man so that uh, yeah dude, the hispanic <laughs> diet is not vegan friendly <laughs> all those enchiladas albodigas everything you know yeah. i some some days i do miss my mom's cooking i'm not gonna lie but my mom has been really great and you know she considers me sometimes so she'll be like hey i made this separate like sopa for you and you can add in your own little plant-based meat so i'm oh. like you know what like that that is more than enough for me because my, i know my mom respects my lifestyle now but it doesn't mean that she, you know, can't kind of like help me out in a sense. So, um, yeah, it, it was overnight for me, man. And so, like, uh, I guess other than the Instagram page that you went across, uh, like, what are some other influences that you kind of got in from starting vegan veganism? Yeah, man. Um, I actually was uh, around a month before I went uh, vegan. I had gone into uh, Gold's Gym in Venice Beach, which is a big, big, like, gym where like Arnold Schwarzenegger used to train and it's you know a very iconic gym so um some of the people in that group we took like maybe four or five people um one of them was vegan and this guy was strong this guy was strong and I was like man this guy's pulling weight like and he's got no meat like let me talk to this guy let me pick his brain a little bit right so that's kind of what it sparked my interest I would say and afterwards we went to go eat at uh I think this place called Tokaya something it's like a um I wouldn't even say high end. It's like an authentic Mexican place, but they have a lot of good plant-based options. Oh, wow. So I had my little chicken burrito and then he got his like chickenless burrito, they called it. And I looked at his and I'm like, damn, his burrito looks better than mine. <laughs> so uh, I was like, hey man, is that like all vegan? You know, I was like playing like dumb. And he's like, yeah, man, it's, it's all vegan. Like you want to try it? And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to try it. <laughs> so I tried it and I'm like, wow, it, it tastes the same. And it's not necessary. I learned that not necessarily the the meat is what tastes good. It's just how people um, add the season, yeah, seasoning, yeah. spices, everything. So it's not even meat that tastes good. Think about taking off all of the spices off your meat, off your yeah, chicken. Obviously, if you eat it dry, it's gonna taste like shit. Yeah, I mean that's like that's why there's so many different restaurants, and not all of them taste the same because of the right. seasoning that's being put into it. Right. So that's um, I think the main thing that kind of got my interest, and then what just set me apart 
to just say, okay, I'm going to do this was for my overall health. I knew that I would reduce my chances of getting uh, diseases like cancer, uh, diabetes, heart disease, you know, um, blood, uh, like anything like blood restricting, right? So um, that was when I was like, okay, I want to do this lifestyle bodybuilding for a long time. But if I want to do this, I'm going to have to eat two, three times the amount of meat than the average person. And now I'm, I'm like upping my chances of getting cancer later in life, getting a heart disease later in life, diabetes that's running through my family, about three, four times more chances to happen. And I said, I don't want that. I want to do this for as long as I can. So hence why I'm here uh, without meat. <laughs> yeah, damn, it's been two years now. Uh-huh. So in those two years, um, have you have you cheated? You know, I remember the first week um, I just I was craving like in and out and I didn't I'm, I didn't get the burger, by the way. Okay. I just had a little piece of like a cheese fry. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So just a little bit of cheese in the, in the fry. But you know what? It was probably like my third day. That was just like because, again, I didn't know I was going to go vegan. Yeah. So I tried like the, the cheese fry and I, literally just one. And I was like, OK, that's it. Everything besides that has, to my knowledge, been plant based unless the, the restaurant lied to me. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you wait. So you haven't like. So you haven't even like tried or experimented with your body on how it reacts to non-vegan diet right now, like lately at all. So, I, and to be honest, I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I mean, a little nervous, and I just I feel like I'm into. I'm too committed. You're in too deep now. Yeah, I'm in too deep now. I'm too committed now. I resonate with this lifestyle, so I I realize like, okay, well, let me show myself that I'm really about it. Yeah, that's dude. That's really good. Props to you. Thank you. Because uh, I uh, recently started an, an anti-inflammatory diet, and uh, one of the biggest things besides the anti-inflammatory diet was um, I found out what were my food allergies. You know, so uh, a lot of things I had a, a lot of things that um, I had to cut off had to do with gluten, mm-hmm. wheat, eggs, even like pear or like just some really? random. Yeah, I found out <laughs> like really highly allergic to pear. I'm like, what the heck? It's so random, you know. But like, I can't have a pear if I want. <laughs> yeah, oh, darn, you know. Like, but uh, but yeah, dude. And I come, I, I I'm committing to this. But then every now and then I would cheat, and I I noticed my body react to like what I wasn't supposed to be eating. Right. Which is so like it's so interesting because like your body adapts to you know and like your body is already adapted to what you're eating already. Absolutely. Yeah, and like if you like. If you don't mind elaborating, like what are some things? What are some things that are in your diet consistently, like weekly, daily? Yeah, it, it's really simple. I, I don't change it up too much, unless like I'm going somewhere to eat at a restaurant. But my actual daily foods that I eat, um, I'll just go by like protein sources. I would say so. My main protein sources are what we call seitan. Uh, so it's unfortunately for you, it's made out of gluten. <laughs> okay. So it's like fermented gluten that they kind of make it into like a dough almost. And then from there, they kind of like, it, it creates almost like a meaty consistency. And then they kind of add their own little like marinade, spices, like a spices. So. It tastes, I would say the closest thing it tastes to is maybe like beef tips, I would say. Okay. Kind of like similar to beef tips. So it's really good. Um, I don't really mess with tofu recently because I try to get the highest quantity protein for the whatever food I'm eating. But tofu is in there sometimes. I love sorriso because chorizo was like my thing. And, you know, oh, so, soy chorizo, right? Soy chorizo. That's what you could, exactly. Yeah. 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 So chorizo and like huevo was like my breakfast when my mom ah, would cook it up. Damn, yeah. and, 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 you know, I was like, I miss it, you know. But then I found a great product and it's at Stater Brothers. It's a great product and it tastes if anything, my opinion, tastes even better. Really? 
I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna send it to you later so you can check it out. Please do, please do. <laughs> but um, so it's it's that um plant-based protein powder is in my daily routine of eating because the convenience and um I can mix it up with like a with my oatmeal or I can even put it into a shake and I have about two to three a day. So that already adds to like about sixty grams of protein. And I need about like two hundred to a keep day? to keep growing. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's the main thing. And then there's another source called tempeh. Tempeh is also fermented um, soybeans put together. They look almost like actual beans, but they're white. It looks kind of funny. Um, a lot of people don't really like this because it takes a little longer to like make it make it flavorful. Yeah. Um, but it has such high protein and everything, and that's actually like a whole food. So it's if you really really want to get to the nitty gritty, that's like a great source of uh, plant protein. So those things that I mentioned are like my main main things that I have like on the daily. You know, besides like protein bars or something like that. Okay. And when it comes to, I guess, helping, like, have you helped anyone transition to veganism? Yeah, bro, I have actually. Um, so when I started to train out in Self Made Chino Hills, um, that's kind of when I started to make my mark, you know, as a private trainer because I had more time to like develop my name. And I've now, I believe I've tr- uh, converted six people to go vegan. Wow. Yeah, that didn't essentially before they like were training with me didn't happen right away, but eventually they switched over. And how like how does that process go? Because like kind of how you mentioned before, you try not to be like a go vegan type of thing. You yeah. Know? So <laughs> how, how how did the conversion like happen? <laughs> so um, it's funny because everyone's a little different, right? So with I'm just thinking of an example. There was a guy that uh, he's been training with me. Um, he's maybe like around like twenty twenty one twenty two really strong guy. He's been training for about three years and I wish I was as big as him when, when I was his age. Wow. <laughs> so he's a really great guy and he trusted me as soon as we had our consultation in person. He was like, dude, you're vegan? Like after I told him, and I'm like, yeah, man, you know, and, and I, it was like, that's a different conversation if you want to talk about that later. So as we started training, he was like a little more curious. And then I started my prep and he was like, dude, like you're looking shredded. You're looking still big. Like, I'm kind of down. Like I started to get that vibe, you know, like I'm kind of down because it, it felt good. I felt like they were trusting me, you know, as a trainer, I would hope they would trust me. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to practice what I don't preach. So for them to see me firsthand, like kind of develop into my prep and how I've been looking and feeling and what I've been explaining as the benefits just really, I think, open up their eyes. And then again, that's where they're like, okay, you know, I want to try it. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let me update your meal plan, send it out to you, tell you where to get it. And then let's, let's start it off. Let's see how you go. And that's how it all started. Yeah. Damn. Six (laughs) six people. And it's, and counting, I would say, because there's been a a few other people recently in my newer gym that are curious, but you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to step on it. I'm just going to let them come to me. Yeah. Like I I feel like what you do is you welcome the thought you kind right. of plant a seed, but yeah. like you just like I like, let them do their thing. Yeah, yeah. And and it's funny because on their own, sometimes they they try the vegan food or plant based stuff, and they're like, "Oh, that was good." But then they'll go back to their diet, and they're like, "Dude, chicken's just so heavy into my body. I feel so weak. I feel so lethargic. I feel so like slow and sluggish." And I kind of look at them like, "I wonder why." <laughs> you know, and I joke with them. I'm not being too serious about it, but I I do kind of like. At that point, now I kind of throw it in there because I'm like, well, I can help you, but you just got to be open to the idea, right? Yeah. 
I, I do. Uh, I have a my sister has a friend. Actually, not really my friend, but my sister has a friend who's vegan. Mm-hmm. But and like I always had this misconception that vegan is always healthy. Right. And then <laughs> I ended up. I, I found out that like it, 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 it there's easy like cheese. There's easy oh, ways yeah. to like really enjoy vegan food. You know. Oh, dude, trust me. There, there definitely is. Yeah. Well, what are some of them? If you don't mind, if you don't mind, like, <laughs> dude, off the top of my head, I can tell you. So. Now that we've been in a world where I think plant-based is becoming a lot more common, I would say, than like even, what, three, four years Dude, ago, that, right? Yes, yeah, it was so crazy, yeah. Even even all the fast food places are yeah. having Beyond Burgers now. It's yeah. pretty, pretty mind-blowing. And that was the first thing I was going to mention. Now that it's becoming such a bigger thing and so many bigger restaurants are like, okay, it's trending. It's becoming more out there. Let's let's hop on that wagon. So Carl's Jr. got their Beyond Burger um, I think it's uh, Burger King has it. Yeah. McDonald's is working on it. In the UK, I think it's already out. Oh, so wow. now they're working to the US. So like all these fast food chains are like now trying to do it. But if you think about it, it's the only difference is just that it's not meat. It yeah. still has a bunch of saturated spices, fat. It had all fat, the spices, yeah. all the fats, all the carbs, all the extra grease that comes. And I don't even think that these places use different pans for these things. So in a sense, you're getting a little bit of meat in every, you know, fake meat regardless yeah. you know so that's i think the main thing like now it, it it's become so available which is great but now it's so easy also to cheat even when you're vegan so that's where the i think the like you said the misconception like we're always healthy and i would say we're on the right track right but it doesn't mean just because you're vegan you're healthy yeah like the concepts there but not the execution mm-hmm. Ex- exactly so i think like having that out there and having all these like um microwavable like bowls you know like those are not the best options i think for people that are trying to be fully healthy and try a a plant-based diet because going vegan is just removing anything derived from an animal so it's like it didn't say well it's deriving away from fast food (laughs) there's still vegan fast food right yeah Mm -hmm. um when it comes to uh the vegan diet would you say like uh what's are what are some better options, I guess, um, comparing savory to sweet? Some better options. Uh, could you elaborate? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that was a pretty badly worded. Um, so, for instance, like right now, what you mentioned mostly has been savory. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some, I guess, what are some sweet things? Ah, I see. I see. Okay. So <laughs> it's funny. I don't think a lot of people know this. Um, Oreos are vegan. <laughs> yeah. I, right. I heard of that. Yeah. Oreos are vegan. Yeah. Sour Patch Kids are vegan. Okay. Um, I believe Swedish Fish are vegan like the candies oh, wow. so there's a lot of uh different plant-based options even in candies that are vegan um a lot of people don't know this either but gelatin is uh coming from animal bone so they i believe it's mainly pigs so they literally blend a bunch of bones and that's how you get that dust have you ever had like uh what? gelatin like yeah, coming like in a pack make it? and now they just add like um food coloring and probably a little bit of like flavor or i don't even know what you say like to it but that's technically not vegan what yeah i was mind blown too <laughs> that is yeah what? that is crazy so any like candy or anything like i think um i'm assuming gummy bears is probably gelatin in it i'm yeah. assuming so like Seems a lot like of little it. things are not but that's kind of the tricky part that i had to like adapt to right yeah but there's a lot out there bro there's a lot now they have like vegan Reese's peanut butter cups now they have like vegan oh, wow. um M&Ms and stuff like that wow. again not the best options right yeah, but there are options <laughs> but hey if you kind of want to have your comfort food or if you kind of want to just satisfy a craving as a vegan it's there and I think over time maybe in another five years I think it's going to even be more developed 
Yeah, I mean, I could imagine, like, because, like you said, like, fast food places are jumping on it. There's already so many restaurants that are, like, already giving that option. It's yeah. only going to keep getting more popular, especially knowing that people are, like, really open to it. Yeah. So, as long as people don't take my uh, tempeh and seitan and stuff, then we're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pretty supply and demand. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's for gonna, sure. Like, if anything, that'll probably make it more accessible for you. Because, like, because yeah. you have to go to, like, Seder Bros, Sprouts, yeah. possibly, like, um trader joe's you yeah. know eventually these these can go out to like target to food for less you yeah. know to safeway all these like yeah. other like more uh popular like places you're I right guess. in in like uh i even already can see it i've seen it at food for less like beyond meat is there already wow but it, it's like they've just scratched the surface right yeah. like the big ones just the but hey it's the beginning right yeah so you're right i think uh hopefully in a couple of years it could be more available it could be easier for people to try to get to and uh, hopefully try to stick to as their lifestyle, you know? Yeah, and I guess when it comes to sticking to the lifestyle, I've, um, a conception about it, I'm not sure if it's, if it's a misconception, something you can you can elaborate on, mm-hmm. is the expense of it. Yeah, so I'm sure people have, I've heard so many people say like, oh, it's just too expensive, I don't want to spend all that money. Well, I tell them, well, do you ever eat out during the week? And they're like, yeah, you know, I'll go to Waba Grill or like Chipotle. I'm like, well, how much did it cost? Like 13, maybe 12 bucks? You get a soda? I don't know, 15 bucks. I You can easily buy like three different like protein sources with those $15 and then like spread it out throughout your week. So oh, wow. you can really get to a reasonable price for your groceries on a plant-based diet you just got to find the right options there's been times bro where i go to sprouts and i get just what i need right for the week and i've only spent like 50 bucks wow so like you know people think it's like 100 bucks you know sometimes it could range from there to like 70 dollars, but it just depends like am i getting for more things am i on prep do i need more veggies do i need more snacks because i'm busier so it just it really just depends right and but i will say it 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 depends on the person you got to accept something you got to accept that like this is a different lifestyle you can't just be getting your little snacks and that's going to add up to like another 15 dollars. yeah you know so if you really stay strict to it and you really want to try it out, it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg, thankfully. And when it comes to like the vegan lifestyle, um, I guess based off of what you're saying, it doesn't necessarily have to fall under a routine in which like what you eat has to be like what only what you eat. Yeah, like you could switch it up all the time, man. There's so many options nowadays that you you can really dive into what you like. Like for me, I, I love oats, like oatmeal. I was always like my go-to, right, in the mornings. And I wake up at 4 a.m. to start like my day at 5. So on my way to work, I actually get like overnight oats. So I blend up my oh, wow. my oatmeal and I throw in my plant-based protein powder, throw in my soy milk, which adds in more protein, and then a little bit of peanut butter from feeling fancy, you know, yeah. throw in some berries, make it look nice. And um, that right there is like enough for me in the morning. But maybe some people want something, like you said, more savory, right? Some people like that. So maybe your soy riso tacos or wraps are like maybe a better option or avocado toast with like soy riso. Like that's Ooh, a good, that's okay. a great option, right? Yeah. So it's like when people say like, oh, I can't go vegan. It's like, do you like fruit? Do you like oatmeal? Do you like, you know, like a bunch of things that you already probably don't even think is vegan? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. That's uh, like an eye opener, right? <laughs> it is. No, dude, you're you're definitely like helping with like the eye opening. I hope other people like who are listening to this can kind of see like what I'm seeing right now. Um, I guess when it comes to like what you're eating, since it's a kind of different visual of mm-hmm. like what the traditional diet, especially Hispanic diet, is. Yeah. How is it when it comes to like the fill level and like how much you eat versus how like how full you feel? Oh, I see what you mean. So 
I've always been, I've always had a fast metabolism, I'd say. So I burn quick. Like if I'm starting my workout, my heart rate goes up like fast. So I just naturally burn calories a lot faster. So I've always been able to eat like <laughs> probably under two hours, every two hours, right? I'm having like a pretty decent meal. So going now plant-based, I feel like the food is even lighter. You know, it doesn't sit in my, my intestines as long, you know, because it's not taking as long to digest. Meat, take, meat takes a lot more time to process in your body. Yeah. Where, when you eat something that's plant-based, it's just going to go quick. So that what that's why I feel like I'm lighter. I have better recovery. I can eat more in a sense, which helps me, right? Because I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to get bigger. So it allows me to add in more calories without feeling full. That makes sense. And wow. it, it's cool because like now it's just like fine tuning it. Now I'm like, okay, well, what are my favorite vegan options? I don't have to keep doing trial and error anymore. I was doing that for a little bit in the beginning because I was like, well, well, do I like tofu? So I had to figure out like, is tofu my favorite option or what is my favorite option? So that was kind of like in the first maybe month, but very quickly I started to catch on like, okay, I like this better. I like, you know, rice better than potatoes. And it just kind of gave a different feel for my food. So now it's just like every day it's, it's, it's very similar. I eat intuitively. I don't have a set meal plan, but I know exactly already what I'm going to have. Like an idea of it. Mm -hmm. I have an idea and that makes it just so much easier. Okay. And when you kind of, uh, when you're going to the grocery stores, how, like, how, how did you go from like the process of, I guess, knowing what you want versus finding out what can you eat? So I, I like to do a lot of research before I dive into something serious. So I knew that before even doing this, I was like, okay, let me find my options. Let me see what's available. That way, when I go into the grocery store, I look for the highest protein options. So that way I don't have to play like catch up later. Right. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I just kind of see what's available. And then sometimes I'm a little unlucky and like, since it's becoming more of a trend, right. I can't find some of my, my sources and I get, I'm like, damn it. You know, like, Ooh, yeah, yeah okay, you know, some that. other people are catching on too. So, um, what do I do at that point? Right. I just have to like adapt. I have to adapt to a different option for that day. Or I'm like, oh, I'll come back tomorrow. At least I have enough for, you know, the next two days or so. Yeah. And uh, are there any, like, online, like, places you can, like, order these, like, these groceries for vegan? Yeah. There's, um, there was one that actually was trying to affiliate themselves with me, like, the brand. I think it was called uh, Green, Green Leaf. I forget exactly which one it is. But it's just, like, a they send you vegan groceries, like, already. So it's like a big, big box. It's like a care package, right? And you oh, have wow. your, you know, lentils or you get your tofu or your plant-based meat, right? But I realized that if I go over that route, one, it's going to be a little bit more pricey. And two, they don't know what my goals are. So I might need, they, they just send you like a care package of like, here's like um, option one or here's option two. We'll send you like even more things. So you can't really like nitpick everything. Like customize. Yeah, customize it, right? I think maybe there might be other ones out there. But again, it's going to cost you probably an arm and a leg. So unless yeah. you're comfortable spending more money on that, I prefer to just do it old school. Go to the grocery store. If I'm really in a rush, I go through uh, Instacart and then I just have somebody deliver my Sprouts uh, groceries to me, you know. Um, but I would like to see more plant-based like meal preps. But I see them out there and the, the options are just not, I think, ideal. They they look pretty. They taste great. But it has like maybe like 10 grams of protein. I'm just like, 
well, how do we expect the people to, to really get on this if it's like 10, you know, yeah. especially in the bodybuilding world, you're going to need per meal at least probably like 30 to 40 if you're trying to reach like 200 grams at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, it just depends on like kind of what, what route you want to take. Got it. So what are some goals for you in the future, I guess, from like three to five years from now? I would say just tying into everything we just talked about, I would love to see and try to convince more people to be open to plant-based diet because I believe that the more we can conserve this earth with its resources, that is the way that we're going to be able to live a happier and healthier life. So I would love to be able to really have my message out there to the world, right? That you don't have, like, don't go plant-based, but it's like, hey, if you want to, this is a lifestyle that you can achieve and you have no limits. So I think my goal would be to open up that message to the rest of the world, as many people as I can. Dude, I mean, that's beautiful. And that's great because, like, to be honest, global warming, one of the biggest influences is agriculture. Yeah. You know, <laughs> is, is the meat industry and stuff. Yes. So it's 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 a nice, fresh perspective of your of your intake in veganism because a lot of it is against animal cruelty where you mm-hmm. are more pro plant-based like yes. pro like like conservation and pro like yes. helping yourself and helping your body and finding the most efficient way to intake all the protein and all the nutrients you need mm-hmm. to live a healthy life yes you know and that's something that i really respect and i'm really happy that i was able to speak to someone like you thank you bro. in 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 terms of veganism because it would be so different to have a conversation with someone who's like animal cruelty you know which <laughs> i understand and i respect <laughs> right and but that's like what has been a main perspective i've seen right. from people telling me to go vegan and it's such a pushback right like it's such like a almost like, like a turn like a turnoff almost like you're just like well i don't want to now <laughs> like you're just you're too pushy right and i think that that's not the way to attract people like you said plant the seed and then let them kind of figure it out and see if this is a lifestyle for them yeah dude and i mean like if i'm being honest you kind of planted one in me you know with something that like i want to continue and develop and evolve is my diet and my and the power i can give my body you know and obviously part of the power is what you put in your body is the gas you know that you put in your body exactly you know yeah because something that you mentioned outside of the podcast is the importance of maintenance with your body and you know how working out is only part of that and like diet is another part of it like Mm -hmm. fitness health mentally and physically all play a part when it comes to making sure you're healthy you know absolutely yeah you're right yeah man and um i just want to say thank you i appreciate everything that you shared and your approach to it because i think this might give people a new perspective and ability to kind of be open to it you know because who knows like obviously you're not going to be weak you're not going to be like you don't have to be weak you don't have to be fat you don't have to do all these things to go vegan because you're giving you're a perfect example of how you can still be healthy be strong and do what you want to do especially with your bodybuilding being a vegan athlete dude that's something powerful and strong and rare thank you bro yeah and uh, with that being said um is there any way people can reach out to you? Because I know uh, you mentioned we mentioned the app in the last yeah in the last app. Um, I mean in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about the app really quick on like how like people can find that. Yeah, man. So um, at first I just want to say like even thank you for having me, man. Like for you to have that perspective is is really cool because I I like to hear people just to be open. I think that's enough for me to feel like satisfied that maybe I could just open up uh, a little bit of a different perspective, right? 
Um, but now going back to like the app and stuff, you know, I have a, a link directly for my Instagram, which is where most people see my work, my business. And it's um, my Instagram is, you know, I will probably put it in here, yeah. uh, but it's Drigo underscore Nav, N-A-V. And so, um, D-R-I-G-O underscore NAV. NAV. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's my Instagram. And then from there, I have the link directly to my app. And I even have like a macro guide. And this is just like a broad uh, perspective of like how people can track their calories. This is not even for non-vegans, vegans. It's for everybody. Oh, wow. So um, for people to want to join in on the app, they can directly go to my Instagram and then click on the link in my bio. And then they get the, the whole first month for a dollar. So, um, you know, hopefully people can uh, tune in with me in the workouts and they can even message me through the app and just talk to me and ask me questions. Yeah, I, do. I mean, and hopefully soon, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure just in time, anything like just because something broken doesn't mean it can be improved, you know? Yeah. And I'm excited to see what are some improvements and, and like, I guess, how is your app and you are going to evolve in this yeah. career, you know, because like you like, you know, we talked about our previous episode you have an opportunity even to like go pro possibly with bodybuilding, you know, like your body is your source of income and that's very awesome. You know? <laughs> Thanks bro. Yeah. And I just want to, I just want to say like, dude, keep up the good work. You're obviously killing it. You know what you're good at. You know what you want. And the fact that you're already like working towards it and you put in the work towards it. Um, I'm excited to see where you're going to go. Thank you, man. That, that honestly means the world to me because I, I've never been a cocky person. I've always been very humble. I'd like to say, but I think my actions are are through – sorry, I provide everything through my action. I, I don't really talk a lot about what I do. I think I just rather show. So for you to just tell me that just reassures me that I'm on the right track. So I appreciate that, bro. And lastly, man, like thank you for allowing me to be on your podcast, on your platform to to give my perspective. Because without this, I don't think I'd be able to share this message with anybody because I've never had the opportunity to talk this long about it. You're the first person to reach out to me. And uh, it's very special that this is my first podcast. Hopefully not my last either because uh, I, I have a lot of fun with this. This is fun. Yeah, no, dude. I'm pretty, like we literally just kind of stepped into the world of fitness and being yeah. with you you know so that's something i'm definitely down to like come back and hopefully next time we could even have some like some questions from listeners viewers you know see if yeah. there's anything we like we miss or we they would like elaboration on yeah. you know so that's something that like people can obviously do for sure so i would like i would love to like just keep working together so let's see where life takes us man yeah man and and you know again congratulations to you for first starting this podcast and utilizing everything that you've gone through to a greater good I respect that a lot, and I see this podcast growing a lot, man. So I'm looking forward to coming back. Thank yeah. you again for having me. I appreciate that so much. That means a lot to me. Yeah, of course, man. It really does. Of course, man. I got you. Thank you. And uh, and for those of you who are still listening, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you. Hope you learned something from this podcast. I learned so much. And uh, if you haven't yet, you could follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Zenith underscore podcast. Twitter is most, I mean, Instagram is most likely the one where I am more active on. I upload everything. That's where you can also find the the guest, Rodrigo Navarro. And with that being said, I hope you come back for the next episode. Hope you're learning because that's what we're doing here. We're learning, expanding perspectives, exploring culture, relationships, nature, art, consciousness, and obviously the most important thing, the appreciation of life. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Take care. And I'll see you next time. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.